Anchor.fm is the best podcast streaming platform and hosting platform out there on the internet. Everything's free uh, to upload, free to download, free to listen. Uh, They give you an ad right off the rip for you to make sure uh, that you're making some money. Uh, But the big thing, it's free. You can edit it right through the right through the app itself Um, it's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one place Um, but the big thing is you got to download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today did did you forget your suit are we supposed to wear suits you don't wear suits to important things (laughs) i don't even have a suit is this a joke to you what is is our podcast a joke to you? No. Where's your suit? At the men's warehouse. I just I, I just don't understand. Do you think that this is like some sort of John Brown production? Like where you can just wear whatever you <laughs> want? It, do I look like Brandon Petrie to you? The cat's wearing a suit. Yeah, that's a tuxedo <laughs> cat. That's a tuxedo cat. What's up? I think we're going to cut this one early. It's done. Bag it. We're out of here. (laughs) (laughs) We finally get it figured out, and and Tim Wolf decides he doesn't need to wear a suit. It's wild. Tim Wolf, how do you feel about death? It's not happening fast enough. For you personally? Yeah. Oh. I thought you were going to say for all of us, and I was like, that's. I can see why people join cults if if that's what you said and join that cult. No, not you guys. I want you guys to be the last two people left on the planet. That's my nightmare. Because we're flies <laughs> fuck? Yeah, because you have suits. Dude, Joe, you wouldn't ones... want to be on Earth if it was just the last two of us? Remember that weekend that I spent at your house and how much fun it was? Like, that would be all the time. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick, but I do like doing comedy, and it's hard to do that. Like, if like, do we just take turns <laughs> standing on <out of> stage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you... It's just, yeah, it's just you and Ray, and then Ray's on his phone while you're doing comedy, and then nobody's <laughs> listening. But, but, like, there's nobody around, so, like, my phone's been dead for five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a completely black screen, nothing's going on, but you're still looking at it. Just, like, staring at, but, like, doing what I would be doing anyways, staring at myself in the reflection of the, of the dark phone. <laughs> It'd be yeah. so much funnier if you still lived in Wisconsin too, and I was still here. <laughs> just, and I'm just but like, we got oh, like a giant your... cup, two cups, and like a long string. Comedy Mushroom Cult podcast. Tim Wolf. Um, how's life? Uh it's all right. No, it's not. It's pretty bad right now, but it's fine. I Is have it two places. You moved to Lakewood. Well, no, I like I'm I'm between places now, so I'm just driving back and forth from Lakewood to Niles. What's Niles? Like, every other day, it's like near Youngstown. It's oh, like okay. uh, it's like an hour and twenty minutes from Lakewood, so or hour and like ten. Oh, so, nice. because I still work here for some reason, like in Niles, so it's like, and I work at like four in the morning, so I could either wake up at two a.m. in Lakewood and drive an hour and a half to get to PetSmart by four, or I could just stay at my parents' house on Monday nights and Wednesday nights and then just get up at like 3.30 and then it's a 10-minute drive. So I'd rather do that than wake up at 2 a.m. There's like 700 pet smarts. You could probably get a job at one of the other ones closer. Yeah, but I don't like meeting I don't I don't like meeting new people. And I don't and I'm also like one of my bosses is like a friend of mine. And I like having a boss that's a friend of mine because it's harder for them to fire me. So (laughs) it's it's like it's a convenient job. Plus it's like a morning job. So if I can have all my nights free for comedy. Whereas if I transfer, they might be like, what about closing every day? And I never have to close at this PetSmart. So it's like a really ideal job. I get like 30 hours a week there and I make enough to tread water financially. And then I can have my nights open for comedy. So that's ideal right now, but who knows what's going to happen in the future? I feel like I should probably find something else, but can I, like I ask this you a job. question about your surroundings right now? Are you are you in a cargo container? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, I thought it was an old like VFW hall. 
<laughs> no, this is my old this this used to be a bunk bed, so that's why the headboard oh. is a is a is an iron bar. The angle's very weird. It makes it look like yeah. you're in like a wooden box. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like uh it's like just a, a bunk bed. Oh that's exciting. Was there room for a top bunk to be on there? Yeah, it was hard though because when you know I had girlfriends and stuff, they would like stay over and uh, they would like did they jump on the top bunk or the bottom bunk? <laughs> they would like always they they would like hit their heads on the bed when they tried to like sit up. And uh so they would just walk around with like knots on their heads. <laughs> it's just like it's like <laughs> all my girlfriends at some point had a knot on their head because I'm a fucking loser with a bunk bed. So it's like I felt bad. <laughs> It's just so fun that if someone's like, hey, how'd you get that knot on your head? They're like, oh, I stayed at my boyfriend's house. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just like the Tim Wolf's Me Too movement is just going to be like seven women who have like knots on their head from, from bunk beds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're wearing sunglasses because they hit their <laughs> Also low-key humble bragging with seven. <laughs> oh, wait. No, actually, it was five. I added two. Yeah. I have a joke. I have a joke I've been doing about how, like, I got five women in a bunk bed, which is the equivalent of getting getting like 50 in a regular bed. So I feel like I was doing pretty good for myself. So it is five, but I said seven because it seemed like one of them maybe got multiple knots. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fun if one of their names was Don. So you'd be you'd have Don knots. Don Knotts. I don't. I, I don't know who some... that was for. I like. I, just, I don't know who that. My was mom for. would love that joke. My mom would love that joke. Hey, teach your mom how to download this podcast and shout it out to her. There's not enough hours in the day. <laughs> there's just. There's just not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man! I feel like if a girl got more than one knot on her head, that's like the one. That's the keeper. Because yeah. if it happens once, you're like upset about it. But if you do it again, they still stick around. That's the yeah that's the wife yeah I don't know anything about dating though so don't take my advice yeah but the last girl like i brought up here she was just like this isn't gonna work this fucking bunk bed and i so she made me take it down so now i don't have that's why i don't have a bunk bed anymore was there somebody else on the other bunk or what what was the what was the i never had any bunk bed like, around my brother is 17 years older than me and i've never lived in the same house as him so the bunk bed was for nobody <laughs> I think they thought I. I think you know how parents, the Jews keep a, a placemat for Elijah at the dinner table. Is that what you guys were doing? <laughs> just like this is the guest house and just the top of the bunk bed. Hey, we got a I guest think, bedroom. It's in Tim's room. You're just you're on top. I think maybe they thought I would have more friends than I actually did. So they're like, maybe the friends will stay over if there's a bunk bed, but that people rarely stayed over. That's not true. I actually had a few friends that would stay over, but. They, you know, the bunk bed wasn't necessary. It was, and now I got like permanent, like neck damage, I think from the bunk bed, because whenever I would sit on my bed, I would have to like lurch forward because the bunk. And then now like my, I went to the chiropractor and he took an x-ray and he's like, your neck like is jutting out further than it's supposed to. And I I've known you for a handful of years and your posture now makes sense. <laughs> right? Like everyone told me, they're like, you lurch when you like walk. And it's because I had a bunk bed. It's not because I'm creepy. It's because I had a bunk bed. <laughs> it's, this yeah. is just like, I wanted a bunk bed. I wanted a bunk bed so bad when I was a kid. And then like, you're like reverse selling me on it. Like now I don't want one. I yeah, still as an adult, could... I was like, it would have been cool as a kid. But now I'm like, maybe not. Every bunk bed should have a disclaimer on it that's like, don't sleep on this for longer than like 30 years or you'll fuck up your skeletal structure. It just, I don't every, think... every bunk bed just comes with an episode of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, even... So you moved to Lakewood. Um, yeah. Were you just sick of being the funniest person in Youngstown? Is that what it was? Like now you had to go and uh, be like one of the funnier people in Lakewood? Well, it's like, it's like, I always wanted to go to Cleveland, you know, but I never had anybody, any friends that like wanted to like move to Cleveland. And uh, I never, 
Like, I mean, I did leave with, I, I, live, I lived with Steve Merz for like a day in oh, Lakewood, really? like back in 2014. We, I had, I, I had a, John Hensler lived with him and then I moved in because Hensler wasn't. Can we talk about the most boring house in the entire world of John <laughs> Hensler with Steve Merz? <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was gonna I was gonna wait to let you know that Steve wants you to know that parallel thinking is a thing and you don't need to worry about it. That was the funniest <laughs> thing on the internet yesterday. But can oh, you yeah, imagine my... Hensler and Steve Mers in a in a household together? <laughs> oh man, I never I, met John Hensler. I, blocked I like him them on both Facebook. very much. I like I yeah, I like him. a. He's nice in person until like a third person's around. And then all of a sudden he just snaps into Facebook, John. And I like them both very much. It's just, they try very hard to let everybody know that they're whatever is, they are. Is He's like a, he used to do comedy. Um, I've seen him go up on stage and bomb talking about Louis CK doing comedy, or he did a recap of Bill Burr's latest special as his hosting set at a thing once. So um, I, comedy is something you could call it, I guess. Yeah, I blocked him because I posted a Queen's Gambit review on my Facebook that was like written by someone that was like the absence of rape is what makes the Queen's Gambit the best show like so far this year. And I was like, Oh, I remember that. Just like, let's just shit on like all the actors and writers who put all the time and effort yeah. into that show by saying that, Oh, because nobody got raped. So my, my, my comment was that who even expected rape in the Queen's Gambit? I thought it was a show about chess. I wasn't expecting anyone <laughs> to get raped. And then Hensler like chimed in and was just like, well, that that was written by someone who experienced sexual trauma. So you saying that is saying that that person's sexual trauma isn't valid. And I was just like, just get the fuck off my post. Like I, like I'm not gonna <laughs> let you. I'm not gonna let you sit here and say that I'm justifying rape when all I did was say that I don't think I did, I didn't expect rape in a show about chess. And I was like, get the fuck off my post. I was like, I I know this is how you get attention, and I appreciate it. But just like stay off my fucking post, like for, like really, and I just ended up blocking him. But oh, I, I keep I him wanna... on there for that reason. I love it when he'll like throw a comment in, and I'll be like, John, this isn't like congratulations, like you're correct, but this is not the place for it. Like that's my favorite, like my favorite comment. If I did something where he'll comment like a whole thing on it, I'll be like, yes, I got him, and then I'll just be like, nobody cares. <laughs> like that's like what I'll put underneath it. Just take the because he just wants you to engage. So you just want to be like, not today, and just like move on. And I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. This is, this is wild for me because he's he's just a stranger to me. So I'm like imagining him. He kind of looks like a a guy that plays a uh, Hellboy, Ron Perlman. I don't know why. That's why I'm making him look like that in my head. He I looks like, like him, it. But that's the thing is I like him as a person. But like once there's like a crowd around, he has to like put some sort of like thing on, which just is it's just very weird. And I would say this to his face too, so I don't feel bad about saying it to twenty seven people who will watch this. I mean, if I see him in public, hey, if I see him at a show, I'll be nice to him. But I was just like, I don't need someone on Facebook telling me I'm fucking justifying rape because I said that I don't think I was expecting rape in the Queen's Gambit. I read that. I I remember you posting that article, and I read it because I was like, what a wild premise for an article, and it was bad. It was yeah, like it was specifically was about the janitor too. They were like, I can't believe the old janitor that taught her to play chess didn't rape her. And I was like, he was like the good guy in the TV yeah. show. It was, it was wild. It's like, if I'm watching Rugrats, I'm like, Angelica, don't go into that dark basement. I'm scared of it. And it's just like, yeah. why, why, why would I fucking say that? Yeah. This is it's a show about Rugrats and that's a show about chess. I'm not expecting violent things to happen unless they do. Well, the premise was just like any show that has an older man with a younger woman. You should expect it. That's like what the article did, and I was like, it was really uncomfortable. And then I and then I made the argument that like I can't even off the top of my head think of like a bunch of shows that have had like rape in it. I mean, that have been like successful. I mean, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I guess, that's the only of, one I can think of. Yeah. But then like it's what what else like Frasier? What was? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You know that famous episode of Frasier where uh... <laughs> it's like Frasier, and then I think like every show on the CW, like Friends, like the one where everyone gets raped or whatever that episode was called. But what was um? What's that movie? Uh, the one that's got Gerard Butler and Jamie Fox, uh, where like Gerard Butler's family gets murdered right off the rip. 
fellow law-abiding citizen. Law-abiding citizen, right? And like that movie within like the first, my girl watched or turned it on the one time. She's like, this is a fun movie. And then like within five minutes, you see his entire family get murder raped. And I'm like, this is how this movie starts? Does that happen in in Taken? Because I know they find Liam Neeson's daughter and she's like drugged up. They kind of like glossed over that and taken yeah. like they show her friend was tied up and like raped. But when it, they ask her about stuff, she's like, I'm just glad to be alive. You know, dad. And it's like, OK, well, I guess I guess, we, I guess I guess we won't talk about what happened in, the, in between. I do like how Taken is all based around like people who just like kidnap women and then sell them to other rich people. And then everybody was super surprised about Epstein. And it's like, no, this is like the most like this is a theme of a thousand movies. And you guys were surprised that this actually happened. Yeah. Liam Neeson blew the lid off it in like 2007. We're we're surprised about it now. What if Liam Neeson killed Jeffrey Epstein? (laughs) And then everybody thinks, I don't, you know. Is that why the cameras went out in that jail? Is because they actually brought in like 4K cameras for the movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neeson <laughs> sneaked. Neeson. Spoilers, guys. We don't need this hit. We don't need this hit in the public. <laughs> when, when Taken 4 comes out, we're all going to realize that, that him committing suicide was, was silly. It's actually going to be a team up movie. With It's going to be Taken 4 times X John Wicks or whatever it is. Keanu Reeves, whatever he does. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the John Wicks. Has anybody? Have either of you seen them? Yeah, I yeah, think it's did. like the only. Yeah, it's how I bomb with my dad. We don't watch them together. I just watch them and then I talk about it with him and say that was pretty good. And he goes, "Yeah, and that's it. It's not." Good. So it's like us in Formula One. Like that's the bond um, that keeps us together. Yeah. Oh, Formula Uh. Sorry, Formula Tim. Uh. Who's your favorite Formula Uh driver? Uh, I don't know, Mario Andretti. Okay, I mean that's He's a, a bold... legend. That's a good answer. <laughs> that's a great answer. <laughs> like saying Michael Jordan, but whatever it counts. <laughs> Michael Schumacher. Um, you know what's funny but... about John Wick is like my dad watched it and he said there wasn't enough action in it. What? It's all it's like nonstop action. I know. It's like saying there's not enough porn in porn. I was like, what are you talking about, Dad? There's like <laughs> nonstop fucking like shooting in the face. It's like the only movie I've ever seen this happen to where he like has a guy point blank and he goes to shoot him and then he realizes his gun's out of ammo so he just punches him real quick and then like reloads the gun and then shoots him and I was like, what a wild action sequence. <laughs> yeah. It's like know. a really inconvenient, like a gun is such an inconvenient weapon if you're taking on like 50 people at once, but he makes it work. That's crazy. Yeah. He makes it. Yeah, Gary Reeves does have work. like those super cool last minute moves though, like in the Matrix where he like went to punch the guy and he like grabbed his hand and then he like extended his hand out and like got him in the throat. Like I don't know why that's been stuck in my head for twenty years, but oh, where that he to like, me was like, yeah, I was like, oh, that's how you just finish any fight. Like it's it's unstoppable. Yeah. Hey, can I ask a question? If we've reached yeah. like a bit of a pause. Yeah, that's fine. you know the suit thing was a joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just been on my mind the whole time. Like, I wonder if he really felt bad. Like, I felt bad not because I thought you guys really wanted me to wear a suit, but because it just dawned on me that I don't have a suit, and then I felt really bad about my future. <laughs> How do you apply because for jobs? How did you get the PetSmart job without a suit? I just uh, I showed up and I was. They were like, "Do you like animals?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "All right, you can work here." I don't know how I you thought a PetSmart interview would go, but yeah, that was pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah. I only I've only gotten jobs because of referrals from friends. I've never gotten a job based on just you know. Maybe the first one. But I, even the first job I had, which was a movie theater, I was a projectionist, but I lied on the resume and said that I worked with my brother, like setting tile. And uh, they thought when I showed up, they thought I can carry big, heavy movie reels because I was going to be strong. But I was like super skinny and like weak. And they were just like, oh, but it was fine. It wasn't like a big deal. I, I dealt with it for nine years. So, all right, cool. So a projectionist at a movie theater, this is actually very interesting to me. 
Um, so you actually have to like put the film in. It's not just like pressing play. Like they don't send it like a file to you. Well, it is now. Everything's digital now. But back when I was working there, I worked there from 2006 to uh, 2015. And when I first started, I think like Borat was one of the first movies that we had there. And uh, they were like thread Borat, and, like run it through the machine. So you got to like they sent it. And usually one movie comes in like six small reels and then you splice the reels together in order. And that makes one movie unless you splice them out of order. Like we had a projectionist that accidentally spliced like the end of SpongeBob SquarePants in like the middle. So the, the crowd like watched half of SpongeBob and then it just like ended. And then it went back to like the beginning and they're like, well, did fucking Tarantino do the SpongeBob movie? Because it was the way it was just cut. <laughs> was, like, so present. <laughs> yeah. So you had to like, keep, you had to keep an eye on like the number for the reels to get it like in order. But yeah, it was fun. <laughs> And so yeah, you I dropped know. it. We dropped Dark Knight on the ground once. My my friend, like back in 08, dropped the Dark Knight on the ground, which was like a 10 reel movie because it was like two and a half hours long. And it, it took us literally like seven hours to unknot all the shit that had fallen on the floor and resplice it. There were like 35,000 splices in that movie by the time we got it back together. Jesus. It looked like a, it was mayhem. It seems like that would be a very irrational way to like make things. It was like what do you mean? real. This was like on a real This was like 2008. They couldn't just burn it on a CD and give it to you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, like, you know it just like, seems like a waste of time. When you saw movies in theaters back in the day, you remember when they would have like the little like uh, circle in the corner of the screen? They called them cigarette burns. Yeah, I've like, seen Fight Club. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are like real <laughs> changes. So I've seen, I've seen uh, Glorious Bastards. Yeah, Chuck Pol- Chuck Polnick was a projectionist. That's why he put that in there. And that's why when I was a kid, I loved Polnick books. And then when I became a projectionist, I was like, look at me. I'm kind of like Polnick. And now that I'm writing, like now I'm a writer, I'm like, I'm not Polnick because these are all bad <laughs> things that I'm writing. <laughs> and you appear to like women as well. I was actually talking and about Fight like Club today. Um, really? My, I, some guy, I was talking about uh, oh, yeah, Monday night at... Anymore, right? No, I'm taking mine off. It's oh, hot God. in here. Um, Monday at Water Street, somebody showed up and was like in a Fight Club shirt um, and was like talking about how he was being censored too much and all this stuff. And I was like hosting. So I went up after him and I was like, I think it's like, go ahead and talk about whatever you want. But I really think it's funny you're wearing a Fight Club shirt and talking about like everybody being snowflakes when that entire movie was like Paul and Nick, like making fun of people like you, like <laughs> complaining yeah. about that. Like, I like, yeah. I like that you're, I like that you're talking about fight club while you're taking your clothes off and look like you're about <laughs> to join fight club. <laughs> <laughs> you just get completely naked and start ranting about fight club. Well, that's like, I wasn't sleeping well and I still am not for like the longest. So I was like in like a weird haze for the longest. And I I put something online where it was like, yeah, I haven't slept in a while. And I want to know when I start looking like Brad Pitt, because I don't even look like Edward Norton yet. And nobody thought it was funny, which nobody thinks it's funny now either. So I guess it's just not funny. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to put a suit on. It'd be wild. <laughs> this is a pitch for the Patreon. This is uh, why you need to pay the three dollars to get the video of all this because this is literally for Harrison. Wait, so also for oh, Harrison. nobody sees the video except Har- Harrison. I'm probably well, I make they, like a clip. Yeah, we'll make a clip of it. But um, Harrison's our only Patreon patron, and. I even made everything. Oh, I've been looking for this face mask. Um, I even make it cheap enough where everybody can just join it, just if they wanted to, and they just did it. We uh, what was I gonna ask? I don't know. Oh yeah. So when we were like trying to figure out if we were gonna wear suits earlier, I texted her right, and I was like, "Hey, we're gonna do that suit thing today," and he was like, "Convince me," and I sent him a wild message. And then you sent back like, hey, my car had to read this back to me. What kind of voice did your car have? So my car, yeah. So I got a new car last week. And it will like, if you plug your phone into it, it's a Hyundai Kona. Shout out to the fine people of Boucher Hyundai Genesis in Waukesha, Wisconsin. I don't know Uh, what any of those words mean. But 
it uh it when you hook it up it like has google assistant like read its text so it's like a very nice lady that reads my text for me and it was like hey motherfucker like you need to put this motherfucking suit on but like instead of an aggressive white man it was like a very nice lady that said it how much was your car i leased it so i just like pay money for a month I mean, I don't want to talk about finances, Tim Wolf. How much is your fucking car bet? Jesus. The bunk bed, oh. idiot. <laughs> is this the part the of the episode? Bed. Yeah, is this the part of the episode where the where the guest comes and tells us we should be making more money on the, <laughs> the podcast? Because it seems to happen every time we have a guest. Well, where's Harrison's money? He said it. You go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's still in a bank. It's just in our Patreon. We bought these suits. <laughs> for a joke that wasn't <laughs> worth it. We had $3 in the bank account. We spent $700 on suits. For a joke that was funny to us for no reason. That's that's what we did. How how Dude. surprised would you have been if I answered in a suit, though? That would have been great! That would have like, been that so fucking been... happy. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been, been like, the best thing it. that happened to me in my life. Does uh, Do you think that's how like news anchors started wearing suits? Like one guy was doing the weather and he'd like, it'd be pretty funny if I wore a suit to work tomorrow. And then they were like, this is great. <laughs> Do this every day. Yeah, they, I want to know they, why they put a suit on. Yeah, I don't know. Back in the day, they just wore like wife beaters. <laughs> and then somebody showed up in a suit and they were like, this kind of looks more pleasing on, on uh, camera. Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy if news people just wore like wife beaters and like, <laughs> like fucking shorts? Just have, like, Did you know you're not supposed to call out? them wife beaters anymore? What what are you supposed to call them? I don't know. I think somebody said Spouse it was beaters? like a, a Y shirt or something like that. I don't know. Hey, what? Sean Penn's. <laughs> Sean Penn's. <laughs> Chris Brown's. Somewhere my Chris Brown's. <laughs> In his defense, I don't think he was married to any of them. <laughs> you got your dress blues and your Chris man. Brown's. <laughs> But I, don't know, I was listening to a podcast and they're like, yeah, because of like, it was like something dumb. It was like, you can't call them wife beaters anymore. Like you need to get it out of your vernacular. And I was like, all right. It wasn't well, this podcast. Remember- huh? It wasn't this podcast, right? No, it wasn't this one. But it was okay. like, but I don't know the last time I had even thought of a wife beater or calling it a wife beater, period. Until this person's like, you're not allowed to say wife beater anymore. And I was like, I didn't even know that this was an issue. What are they called? Tank tops? They're just tank tops? That's yeah, dumb. they called them like a YT or something like that. And I was like, all right, cool. Good for you. Tank like, I know what you're sure. talking about. You're thinking about white tea by them franchise boys. That's not the same thing. Yeah, my white tea, I break a bitch back? Yeah. Yeah, they're called A-shirts. A-shirts, that's what it was. Men's A-shirts. Yeah, I guess I guess Fruit the Loom can't be like men's wife beers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's the here's the thing. They should just change it to partner beaters because gay marriage is legal and we need to be inclusive. I, if anybody starts <laughs> calling them wife beaters, it's going to be the my pillow guy. He's going to come out with his own brand, <laughs> like memory foam wife beaters. <laughs> <laughs> Remember every hit. <laughs> Jesus, a pillow was... could be a wife beater if you're a really playful like husband. Just like it's very. <laughs> Is that what you called back. the top bunk of your bunk bed? Was the wife beater? <laughs> Used to have friends who would sleep on the wife beater. <laughs> so can we do a quick recap of the things that Tim Wolf has made us talk about? Uh, chess players not getting raped. <laughs> wife beaters. That's about it. And uh, John Hensler. Yeah. Nah, he rules. Oh, yeah, finish your Lakewood story about Steve Murs living there for a day. Oh, wow, we really got off. Yeah, right. I, uh, well, I, I told him I'd live there for, like, the next four months because Hensler only stayed for, like, eight, and he had, like, four months left on the lease. And my my girlfriend at the time was going to Cleveland State, and I was like, well, this works out because I could, like, live here and then do comedy and then hang out with my girlfriend. 
But then what I ended up doing is just staying at my parents' house and Niles. And then I had the apartment for four months and paid the rent, but I never stayed there more than like once or twice. So I had a place I spent like almost a thousand dollars probably on a place I only stayed at one time. Jeez. And I was like, all right. But you know what? Steve is so nice. I was like, if I'm going to pay half of like anyone's rent, it might as well be Steve Murs. Yeah, I like yeah. Steve Murs. He's it's just it was a very funny thing where like everybody was in on the joke of you stealing Shane Herman's joke until uh, Steve popped on and he was like, but really, guys, parallel. Th-. It's like I think everybody was on the same team that we were all just busting balls here. And then yeah. it's like popped in and was like, we need to make this a serious thing. He was right, worried. Let's I talk was... about it on your fucking podcast with David. <laughs> like, leave me alone. Yeah, do you guys wear suits? Fuck, is this amateur hour? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Steve was worried I was going to get canceled or something for that Alamo joke. That's why yeah. he chimed in. Which, like, I, I know his heart was in the right place, but it was like, hey, man, like, re- I think that's the problem with him and like John Hensler. I think just to like put a button on it because they don't understand context at all. Like in that context, it was like everybody was just 100% like busting your balls for it because like Shane had a a similar idea, like what a year ago, six years ago, six years ago. So like there's absolutely no way. And then he just pops in and he's like, just so you know, parallel thinking. And it's like, yeah, dude, we get it. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. That was like, but I typed that into Google. Usually if something seems super hacky, I won't even post it. And when I, before I posted that, I was like, this seems super hacky. I shouldn't post it. And then after I posted, I Googled it and I was like, oh my God, like so many other people thought of this. And then I was like, this is going to be an issue. And then, and then I was like, normally I would delete it, but then it be that, that like post became such a weird fucking rambling from a bunch of different people that I was like, I'll just keep it on here for entertainment. Yeah, it's worth it for that. I was on, I did, uh, remember when the Funny Stop had their own podcast for a hot second when like Austin was doing that? Oh, yeah. So Austin had some other dude from Columbus come on and he was like, I hate it when people steal jokes. And like, I kind of was kind of a dickhead about it too, where I was like, none of my jokes are stealable because they, I try to like make them like niche. And I was like, all right, one, that's just like a real shitty, dumb like I'm an artist thing to say, but he was like, he go the joke that he said uh, that somebody stole from him was um, he went to like, he moved into a new apartment and he looked at like the sex register uh, or like sex offender registry. And it looked like his neighborhood had chicken pots. And I was like, Oh, I've heard that joke 40 times <laughs> from 40 different people. And he That's was like, like, yeah, this guy stole it from me. <laughs> and I was like, get out of here. Anthony Jeselnik put that on a special. Was that what it was? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I've heard that joke a thousand times, like in different yeah. ways. Yeah, that's like being mad that somebody was like, you know, uh, men and women are different. And then, <laughs> and then they're like, I have a bit about men and women being different. And then they just start fighting. I just looked it up because I didn't I didn't see it. Now it makes all this contextually. This all makes a lot more sense to me. Isn't that funny how he just like like from the top ropes he was saving Tim's like integrity and then now like I don't think anybody else but me caught that and that's why like the next post that Tim made he was like hey don't like that other statement or like don't like that post and if you liked it unlike it so I was like hey man I think it's just important for you to realize that parallel thinking happens. (laughs) (laughs) It's comedy baby. Can I tell a movie theater joke real quick or not a movie theater, not a joke about the movie theater, but a story that I have about the movie theater. Yeah. As long as it's a joke. (laughs) Okay. It is. (laughs) No, here's what happened. So back in 2006, I started working there and then I got to plug my laptop in. All right. It's plugged in. I started working there in 2006 dude this is why this podcast rules because like that's the funniest thing anybody's done yet (laughs) i gotta plug my my my, i gotta plug my laptop in all right it's done like immediately i I texted tim before this i go hey don't worry about trying to be funny just let it happen and this is the gold that he comes with No, there's something weird that happened at the movie theater that dictated the course of my life, right? So, like, 
I started in 2006. In 2007, we got a movie called The Hills Have Eyes 2 shipped in. And I was like the one that put it together, me and this other projectionist. And then after the after we put it together, usually by the time we were done threading or splicing the movies together, it was like three or four in the morning. So it was like three or four in the morning when we were done. And the other projectionist was like, hey, me and like a bunch of other people are going to watch the movie like after the show, after like we leave here. So you want to like stay and watch it? And I was like, no, I heard The Hills Have Eyes 2 is garbage. I'm not going to like sit here and watch like a garbage movie at four in the morning when I could be sleeping. So I just like left. And then the next day that, that guy calls me and he's like, guess what? Like uh, Ron came in after hours and saw us in the movie watching like Hills Have Eyes 2 off the clock. And we all had like popcorn and nachos and shit. So he fired all of us. And then so like that night five like that night three people got fired one of them snitched that four other people were taking money out of the drawer so because of the hills have eyes too seven people got fired at that movie theater <laughs> when i first started so basically everyone fucking just the the whole like crew was gone except for me and like a couple other people and they asked me they're like what do you know about this embezzlement like from the <laughs> from the embezzlement, fucking, uh, <laughs> embezzlement. It's like, like they made it a white collar crime <laughs> <laughs> What do you know about these routing numbers? What about what about these sequential bills? I was like, I've only been here a couple months. They didn't cut me on in their fucking uh, schemes. I don't know what's going on here. And then uh, he was like, All right, well, we don't want to find out you like took any money or knew anything about it. And I was like, I don't. So it's cool. And then, but then after that is when I met the dude that got me started doing comedy. So when I look back on my life, I'm like, shit. If I had watched The Hills Have Eyes too back in 2007. (laughs) We wouldn't even be talking right now. I wouldn't know you guys. I probably would have done comedy. So it's like, it's so weird. You would have had a suit. I would have had a fucking suit. (laughs) That's just it. I got so complacent working there that my life just like became super stagnant. And I was like, I guess I'll be a projectionist forever. And now that's not even an occupation anymore. But looking back, I'm like, man, if I'd gotten fired, I probably would actually be in a lot more. Like I might might actually have a real job and be doing shit. But now because I didn't, I'm just doing comedy and that's it. That's how I feel about like, like the only reason I do comedy is like, I've always been a big fan of it. Like, I just never knew that you could like do it. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, I don't even know how to start. And I was working as a campaign manager for like a politician and we were out uh at water street watching a browns game on a sunday after like doing our job or whatever and chad zumach was there and uh the lady that i worked for like he was hanging out with like it was like one of those days where they bring people in at water street for like a browns game and it was like chad zumach uh savat was there and a few other comedians that i like i don't remember but my boss i was like oh chad zumach's over there like he's on the radio like he's famous he's my favorite comedian because he was at that point and my boss thought that Savat was uh, Chad Zumak. So she went over and got Savat and brought him over to hang out with us. And then, like, that's how uh, I met Savat and just started, really? like, hanging out with him. And then eventually he's just like, oh, yeah, like, you could just, like, show up and do comedy. So I would just, like, show up to, like, comedy shows. And then I was like, oh, like, anybody can do this? So just because, like, we were at a bar and I was like, oh, I want to meet Chad Zumak at some point. Like, maybe I'll buy him a beer. And my boss grabbed the wrong person. And that's like why I do the stupid shit. So the first thing in comedy was you were disappointed that Savat wasn't Chad Zumok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who would have thought that between the two of them, Anthony Savat may be the most successful out of the two of them in entertainment. <laughs> Outside of Florida. Outside of Florida. It was, uh, my favorite is watching, um, and I mean, I like watching Chad. He's very funny on stage. Um, he's actually just like a, a wild person to deal with in real life, though. But watching him and Pete talk on Twitter every once in a while, and Chad will be like, Pete, like, <laughs> Pete will be like, this is why you don't work any clubs. And Chad's like, <laughs> Chad's like, I'll work your club. I've headlined there before. And Pete will just be like, I'll think about it. <laughs> like, just on Twitter. <laughs> And of course, it's from the Funny Stop account. So it's just like a club on Twitter telling him to go fuck himself. It's so funny. <laughs> That's wild. Pete's wild. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, the, I think the first he, time I the, the first time I saw Zumok was at Funny Stop. 
I saw it. Yeah, he was. Um, that was like when, um, like that time where it would be like Zumok and it would be like Brian Kenny opening for him Ooh. or something like that. Like those were the times. Like that was like when I thought. I was like, there's absolutely no way I'll be this good ever. And I'm still not as funny as Brian Kenny, but it's just like, oh, like I actually like know him he, now. You know what he I mean? Just, uh, yeah, he like just came back because he didn't do comedy all COVID because it's like, I think his girlfriend was res- high risk or something. He's got like but Crohn's he, like, disease too or something. Or maybe it's like, him. Weird. Yeah, he's. I think he's diabetic or something, but he uh, started doing it. And we did that, like we did like a showcase together and he was right before me. And I was nervous because I had to go after Brian. And he was like, oh, I haven't done this in a year. I'm going to be rusty. Like, you have nothing to worry about. And I was like, oh, perfect. Just murder. murder. Just went up and murdered. I was like, what the fuck was that? To me, <laughs> he's seen... the best Cleveland comedian so that good. like hasn't yeah. popped yet. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen Brian Kenny not kill the crowd. He's like the Kino guy, too. Yeah, which is very weird. Um, yeah. His bearskin condom joke, if you haven't seen that joke, it is – it's – great he's like i've got a master's degree but every once in a while i'd surprise myself with how dumb i am like when bear skin condoms came out i didn't know where they were keeping all the bears to make these condoms oh yeah i, I remember like, that joke i'm like god damn dude, it dude he has that long he's like i've asked him questions before because he does like real long bits too and he has that long bit about like he saw a tarp one time when he was on acid or he was on mushrooms and he saw a tarp and they thought it was a horse <laughs> and they brought it like food and vegetables and shit. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh man, no. It, it, it's like such a good bit. He like it's all like a tarp, and they na- they thought it was a horse, and they named him Tony, and they like got a bunch of shit to feed the horse, and then they went to the house, and it was a tarp, and there was a guy smoking a cigarette on the porch, and they're like, "What did you do to Tony?" <laughs> oh Jesus, we're freezing again. Well, this is oh oh there we go hey we're back frozen yeah it popped back we're back i don't know why this keeps happening it's probably because ashley will like get on her computer and zoom will pop up even though she knows that i'm in here and she doesn't log out Uh uh-oh trouble in paradise am i right (laughs) haha i'm gonna have to go get some i'm gonna have to go get some uh a-frame shirts or whatever here soon (laughs) (laughs) go get some (laughs) Go get some uh, Chris Browns. Get some Chris Browns. God damn it. Why is he keep... Look at that adorable way that Ray froze, though. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like an ad for the gap. That. That's a... <laughs> this is you why know, we wear nice suits. So if we... Yeah, if we freeze, then it's a... Then it's good. It's good public, uh, publicity. It's just new headshot. If it freezes, it's just your new headshot. That's it. That was it. Are you about to get murdered? No, my house has ghosts. I wonder if anybody's been murdered during a podcast, like on video. That'd be crazy. That'd be actually kind of cool. Wow, a true crime podcast about a true crime podcast murder? Yikes. Yikes. That'd um, be a, wouldn't that be good? It's like a mystery because you know one of the people's going to get murdered at the end of every podcast, but you don't know which one. And then at the end, the killer murders one of the people. Oh, so everyone sticks around to listen to the podcast, just to see, even if they don't like what they're hearing, just to see who's going to get murdered at the end. Is it one of the hosts gets murdered or one of the listeners? Dude, this is yeah, annoying. <laughs> I'm real happy I got a screenshot of your uh, frozen screen so I can just make up a fake crime you did later and post the mugshot. <laughs> that's one of my favorite internet things that's going on right now is when um, like gentlemen of darker descent will like post a picture and put like this is the this is the picture CNN will use. I think that's a real funny uh, internet trope lately. Oh, it's amazing. You know what you could do is you could have somebody killed and then uh, while you're doing the podcast and then you have video evidence that you weren't in the area when that person was killed. Oh, an alibi. Yeah. 
Hey, how about you just ruin like you you wrote an you just wrote a novel or you wrote something like yeah. So James you... James Patterson's watching this taking notes. You you okay, Ray? You literally told him don't plan anything, just come and let the ideas happen, and now they're happening, and you're upset about it. I'm just saying he just gave up a million dollars. There's 27 people that listen to this. I think he's gonna be fine. Fucking, it'll be Bill Squire's song of the day again. He'll just come in here and steal Tim's idea for a book. Harrison's going to be on the jacket of a novel pretty soon. I love Harrison more than life itself, but I don't believe the kid has enough drive to write a book. I'm not even sure he knows how to read a book 100%. What's his, what's his middle name, though? I could see him being like an H.W. Poole. You know, like two initials and then his last name. That'd be a, that's an author's name, dude. H.W. Poole. It's crazy that you could, it's crazy that you could have the last name Poole and then not like I would feel I feel like I would name my kid swimming just to make it like super <laughs> weird for him forever. That He should go by above ground pool. <laughs> above ground. A.G. Poole. That's an author's name stands for above ground pool. Yeah, kitty like kitty like a kitty pool, but it's like K I T T Y pool, and then you say kitty pool. Harrison, we just got your daughter's name locked. Kitty pool's gonna, kitty pool could be the femme fatale in this like uh, alibi podcast crime novel. That is a James Bond name. Yeah, that's a that's a Bond name. Yeah, kitty pool is. Yeah, or like no, it, it like, like, or like it, it would, would be. yeah, it sounds like it would be like a Austin Powers name. Like he Oh would, yeah, yeah, I feel like more like Austin Powers. Cool. Yeah. As I tried to do Sean Connery's voice, it just sounded like me. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like me trying to be Sean Connery. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you knew exactly what the impression was. Um, all right, so we got 10 minutes. Um, what is the most important thing going on in your life right now, Tim Wolf? The most important thing? Yeah. How do you feel about the Lord? Um, how do you feel about your future? Um, how's life treating you? Um, what are your dreams? How do you feel about the Lord? Why did you ask that? <laughs> My friend's been trying to convert me to Christianity ever since I got back from Chicago in 2018 because I left and he didn't have anybody to talk to except Jesus. So now he's like, <laughs> so now like every time I, I'll tell him like I have a headache or something and he'll be like, you know, it's good for headaches is Jesus. And I'll be like, no, it's, I just want to like talk to you as a human being, not as like your religious affiliation, but he always like taught. And then he, he criticizes my comedy too. Cause he's like, you know, you say things like that. And it's like, you know, it's not, it's not moral. And it's like, you, you just made a rape joke the other day. And he's like, yeah, but when I talk to like, god you know it's like forgiven and i'm like well it's cool that god is your eraser for all the bad shit that you do like you, you so, not call him like when he's like when you're like i have a headache and he's like you know what's good for that jesus how are you not just like you're thinking of tylenol that's what's good for a headache <laughs> like you, you fucking missed <laughs> like <laughs> well that was an extreme example yeah, yeah. It's, he doesn't actually say it but you know it's like i'll be like my dad yeah. like my dad like i told him like it's like my dad has cancer and he's like He's like, have you thought about going to church? And I'm like, no, I have not thought about that at all, actually. I, <laughs> we tried to have that at all. I thought about doing a car wash as a fundraiser, but I never <laughs> thought of church. Yeah. No, it's funny. It's like when my dad, when I was like 14, my dad had, uh, he, he had cancer the first time when I was like 14. And we sure. went to this church where they put their hand on you and you, you get the Holy Ghost and shit like that. And, but they didn't, they didn't Did want me to Did you get to, to go it. too? Yeah, I went. What was that like? Like I I've went. only seen those in TV shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was so weird because they made you like I had to wash my dad's feet in water because of some like religious thing, something in the Bible. Like Peter washed someone's feet, like Jesus' Jesus. foot. Yeah, Catholic school. Thank you for that. And uh, so, like, they're like, you know, what would help your dad's cancer is if you washed his feet. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So I washed my dad's feet and then they didn't ask me to do the shaking around thing. They're like, because I wasn't like that religion or whatever, I wasn't confirmed, but they probably were like, he probably won't play along with it. So they didn't make me do it. But my dad, like they did it to my dad. They put their hand on his head and his eyes like rolled back and he started shaking. And then afterwards we got in like the car to leave. And I looked at him and I was like, that was fake. Right. And he was like, yeah, I just, 
everybody else was doing it so i did it and i was like you should tell your dad to go see michael otto at the funny stuff i know <laughs> hey i'm hosting <laughs> are you hosting yeah. the michael otto show yeah what i had to do it once it's it's a fun hosting weekend because it's like i don't i'm not even I, the whole weekend i'm thursday it's just one night yeah oh dude you better hope that something fun happens because i had to do it five shows and i'll make something fun happen night one a lady got arrested because she was like i came to see comedy i didn't want to see people messing with the devil so that was <laughs> night one so somebody got arrested and then the late show on saturday some dude came in in a Halloween costume and just was like on stage whispering in other people's ears while Michael mm. Otto was trying to hypnotize people. And he's like, the like quiet music comes on and he like comes backstage with like his hand over the mic and he's like, I don't, I don't, I've got nothing. None of them are getting hypnotized. And Pete's like, well, you still have like 35 minutes. So you gotta figure <laughs> it out. It was so much fun. Cause I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, I don't know, dude, like go tell jokes or something. <laughs> That would suck to be a comedy hypnotist and not be able to hypnotize people. And then you have to do comedy and you're like, oh no, I don't have that either. (laughs) It's so great. Like it was, it was so funny. Cause like, I actually had like five pretty decent sets and then he goes up and like his, like the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is crazy. Then like the next two times I was like, this is real sad. And then like the last two times I was like, why? I don't even know how I, how I'm going to keep doing comedy. If this is how I have to make money is watch this. Like it was very wild. What do you think about the the hypnotist thing? Is that like, is there, I mean, it has to be a real thing, right? To hypnotize people, but in mass like that, is that even, how's that work? Well, what he'll do is you'll see him, like if somebody, like if it's not working on somebody, he'll just pull them off stage. So I think you have to be like susceptible to it and you kind of have to be a dummy. I don't think you can be like smart and be hypnotized, but I also didn't want to like try it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to like go up there and then just like it have it like happen to work. And then I'll, now I'm the asshole like humping the ground or something stupid. So everyone has, everyone has to take an IQ test before the comedy hypnotist show starts. And he's like, he goes through the forms and he's like, whoever's dumbest is who I'm going to bring up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they said, what do you want me to be a dog? I'll do it. <laughs> I can't spell it, but I'll do it. <laughs> what if he hypnotized right, what if he hypnotized someone food. what if he hypnotized someone to be a dog and then they come into PetSmart when I'm working and I'm like no you're not a fucking dog you're a human being and they're like no I need fucking uh, Purina Proplan <laughs> and I'm like oh shit eating the expensive stuff so they're a rich dog it's a rich dog it's, just, yeah. it's so funny to me that if, if Tim just has to deal with his hypnotized people coming into PetSmart <laughs> like every weekend that he has a show Tim's like god damn it there's more of you <laughs> That has to be something though, like where he has to like somebody go up there and be like, "Is this real? Can you can you tell them to like come by a Kia?" <laughs> like it's like trying to get them to sneak in there. I get what? Like if a somebody Kia? came, yeah, a Kia, like a like a car. Like if I were selling cars and I wanted, like I would go to like a comedy hypnotist and be like, "All right, at your shows." Make sure that you slip in that they got to go buy a Kia. Slip in Serpentini Chevrolet. <laughs> That's what is that what happened to Nicolas Cage and Gone in sixty seconds as they hypnotized him to take all those cars? Maybe I think they I think they just threatened his brother like a little bit. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> it. The only Nicolas Cage movie I've seen from beginning to end was National Treasure, and that happened was. four weeks ago. <laughs> That's the only one you saw beginning to end. What? Yeah. How? What about know. leaving what Las Vegas? Uh, National Treasure Two, for starters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch Mandy. That's a really good movie with Nicolas Cage. That doesn't really. Hey, also, um, when you call it being a, a uh, projectionist, do you not realize that you're just like you work at Subway, but you're calling it a sandwich artist? Like you're doing the same thing. Why? Well, it's a projectionist. No. Yeah, that's a real one. What, what, else would you call, call, what else would you call it? Yeah, I don't know. A guy that works in a movie theater? Like, hey, when I was working in a movie theater. Oh, you're right. Just... That's way easier than projectionist. <laughs> that's on us. <laughs> My bad, dude. 
<laughs> when I was working at a movie theater, I was putting this film together. But like, no, it's like when people are like, yeah, I work at a subway. And they're like, when I was going to sandwich artist school, like, yeah, we get that that's what you call them. But nobody's ever I put been projectionist on, I But I put projectionist on my tax forms. You don't put sandwich artist on your tax forms if you work at subway. You say restaurant worker or whatever. Plus, like, Why? films are art. So, like, a projection, like, I don't think that sandwiches are, I've never looked at a sandwich and been like, that's art. And meant it. You kind of splice meats together, I guess. But Yeah. You've never looked at really. a sandwich and said this was art? I, I find that In a untrue. serious tone, unironically. I know you as a human being. I have it's slept not pizza. in your house. I could see you looking at a sandwich and being like, this is art. Yeah, but a hundred people aren't relying on you to make one sandwich. Like a hundred, like we would have like two hundred to three hundred. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you audience. never had a six foot sub from Subway? <laughs> <laughs> like six a sandwich foot. is just for How like many one people person. Do you think a six foot sub feeds, man? How many? At least, at least a hundred. You said a hundred people, and you're like, yeah, six foot sub, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> or a party platter, one of those like big ones where they like they bring in multiple subs. Yeah. All right, Tim Wolf. Uh, I have to go eat Mexican food. Um, hey, do we have to like do anything else with the suits, or is this bit done? The, the bit's done. The podcast is about to be done. If you let me be professional for a hot second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, Tim. <laughs> Tim Wolf. <laughs> But uh, hey, now that you're in Lakewood uh, and you do Lakewood comedy, uh, what same 17 people are you going to make laugh for the next two weeks? Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully, Joe. Uh, what hopefully. shows do you have coming up? Hey, um, you should talk to Joe because he can get you on at the Winchester. It used to be an open mic, but now it's like very hard to get on. I went to that show. It was really not, it was really cool. Thanks. Man. I want to I do that room. Yeah, we'll get you on it. Ray just loves to talk shit about it. <laughs> Why? You don't like the room? No, I like the room. It just used to be an open mic. And then Joe was like, yeah, next time you're in town, uh, hopefully I can get you on the show. And I was like, I I can I can get myself on the show. <laughs> I like, I've, I've been to an open mic before. And he's like, oh, no, uh, we book it out a little bit. And I was like, oh, who books it? And he's like, oh, well, I do. And I was like, oh, so all I have to do is talk to my friend to get on the show. And you're like, yeah, I can get you booked on the show. Like, he just made it very, like, mysterious for no reason. Oh, it was awkward? You mean, like, how I am as a person? Oh, sorry about that, man. It was like when I was running the water street and I was like, hey, I could probably get you on the water street if you're in town during that time. It's like, yeah, if you show up, I'm going to put you on the fucking water street. Yeah, but it's it's more exclusive now, though. <laughs> yeah, it's very exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> what shows do you have coming up, Tim Walt? I only have one show coming up and it's in Mercer, Pennsylvania at five days That's from what's now. up. Shout out to Mercer PA. Oh, yeah. It's for veterans. Shout out to the, the veterans. Troops. The last time I saw you do comedy was at that random green bar. Uh, what was that called? That one that was in Youngstown. Um, uh, fuck. It was you, me. Uh, Maliterno was there. Scardino was there. I brought my buddy Josh. Um, I forget who else was on the show. It was a green bar? It was like an army brewery, um, and it was like all green in there. Might have been Rust Belt Tavern. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Youngstown but, has some good rooms, actually. I mean, people show up there, and it's it's fun shows because there's nothing else to do in Youngstown, so they come out. I don't know. The My favorite one is the... Um, fucking uh that wine bar that's in um is that niles right over by the golden corral or the uh uh the fucking um buffet that there's no other ones anywhere else golden corral no ponderosa ponderosa no. ponderosa yeah oh wait the inner circle mike no it was um cork and cap oh cork wow. and cap Oh yeah, that place sure. that place yeah. rules. Yeah, that was yeah. a fun room. Yeah. I don't think that's a thing anymore, but yeah, that I was fun. It, yeah, I did it once and it was awesome. I think. I did it twice. NBD. Um hey, you're better than me. 
I wouldn't go that far. Um, Fight me. (laughs) Joe, when is the next Winchester show? Um, July, I want to say 29th. It's Liz Mealy. It's Liz, uh, Jimmy Graham, and John Armstrong. So it'll be a good one. You couldn't get on there? No. And then... Who's hosting? John Armstrong. Okay. That seems and then, uh, like yeah, that should sh- be the order of that show. I have a show tomorrow. Oh, if this podcast is up, maybe it'll be yeah. happening right as soon as the show happens. Yeah. What's your show tomorrow? It's that like Front Street Follies show in Berea. I've never done it. I've just heard good things. And tomorrow's like my first time doing it. Oh, yeah. I heard about that show. That's the only other show besides Grindstone on Mondays, right? Or Tuesday. Tuesdays? I think it's it's just that and TikTok tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, yeah, today is Monday. I keep forgetting. Yeah, today's Monday. Monday. Today's Twist. Yeah. Oh yeah, is Twist a good a good show? I haven't been, I haven't done that one yet. Yeah, it's not bad for like being the only show on Mondays. It's pretty solid. Like you'll get like rooms of people that are into it, so that's nice. Yeah, you have to be okay with like pockets of people. Like it's yeah. A lot of times, I think it's turning into like people knowing that Monday's comedy night. Um, like like the. Yeah, the one time I went there, like nobody was caring that it was comedy, but it was also still like winter, I believe. Yeah, but that was nice. Um, I'm hosting at Skyline Comedy Club this weekend. Uh, if anybody cares, who is right? I do. Okay, I'll be there. Hey, come on up. <laughs> um, I can get you on the Wednesday open mic. I don't know. If, uh... How often do you go? <laughs> Chicago's not far from you. How often do you go to Chicago? I haven't been there that often. The last time I was there to do comedy was when we hung out. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, because it's like they shut back down like soon after that. And they've yeah. still been like real weird. Like I don't even like I've got to start going to Milwaukee again because they just got rid of their mask uh, ordinance. So like I got to start doing that. But you know, it's crazy that show that you were at in Chicago. The There was a comic that went up and he knocked up the girl that I liked in Chicago. Oh, no way. <laughs> Yeah, that so was uh, on one of my favorite. I watched Tim Wolf, um, kind of bomb, and at that it was a three o'clock in the afternoon mic that he showed up at just to hang out with me, and then and we I talked. Bombed. Maybe well, we said seven words to each other the whole time because we didn't want to be rude. And then uh, he kind of bombed, but he was telling like I forget what jo- it was like a joke about black people, and the only person who laughed at it was the only black person there. And it was just like, no, yeah, everybody else is wrong. Not Tim Wolf. (laughs) That's how it goes. Is like that when I do the racial jokes, the black people laugh and the white people that don't laugh, I feel like are the racist ones because they're like, if they laugh, they'll, if we laugh, they'll know. They're admitting they're racist. Yeah, they laugh, they're admitting it. Yeah. (laughs) But the black people are like, we know it's a comedy show, so we're going to laugh. And white people are like, we can't be revealed as racists. Is that why John (laughs) Hensler was so anti-rape? He was like, we need to, I need to cover my trails. I mean, a lot of people that are That's like, the note which... you want to end on? <laughs> we wore fucking suits and you want to end on that note? Sorry. Sorry. It's like the, it's like the really religious people. Are a, lot, a, lot, a lot of those are deeply closeted homosexuals. And yeah. they're just like... <laughs> and they're like, you know, maybe if I worship this God, then that'll like undo the homosexuality. And it's like, you don't need to undo it. But you go to the you go to the church to be pure or whatever, and it's just not like I had a there's a guy that was really religious, and he would try to fuck me all the time, and I'm like I don't know what what for Jesus what it is what what is it about that specific religion that makes you want to have sex with me? Is this the headache guy? Is it the same guy? No, he was an old boss of mine. Oh, because that would just be like a really maybe he's just a good friend, like trying to get rid of your headaches, trying to convert you to the Lord, trying to show you homosexual love. Like he's just like, uh, you know, to make your headache go away. And you're like, no, it's Jesus isn't going to help. And he's like, how about fucking me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I heard sex gets rid of headaches. No, like he texted me at two in the morning. Sex eggs. He texted me. At, he, this guy texted me at two in the morning once. And he was like, he's like, you have a girlfriend? And I was like, no. And he was like, with that smile, winky emoji. And I was like, that's him trying to fuck me for sure. No, maybe he just wanted to give you a compliment. I text people like that all the time. Yeah, but not winky emoji. I will winky emoji you to hell, Mm. sir. I will. (laughs) will. 
Because he was just well, trying to be I friendly. Will burn you. Well, I'll fuck you, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> With that smile? <laughs> Winky face. <laughs> Winky face. All right, go follow Tim Wolf on all the things. You can see his comments are popping. Um, Joe Briggs, follow him. Dude, yo, your website is so funny. I, <laughs> I had to repost Joe's website. Um, so find that on uh, all the Who Is Ray Roberts shit. Um, all right, when I hit end, this is over. So anything new you want to want to say before we go, Tim? Video turn- no, I don't have anything else. All right, guys. Like, uh, I'll go get a suit. I- yeah, go get a suit. All right, bye. Bye. (laughs) If you liked anything that you heard on this podcast or you want to become a stranger yourself, make sure you go to patreon.com backslash W-I-R-R to hear out all the things that you have been missing on this episode, uh, the things that we cut out, the good stuff that we uh, saved for our strangers, and you can also sign up to see the video podcast so you can see us uh, live and in person, ad-free, with no edits at all, patreon.com backslash W-I-R-R.